Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This country was built on a distinctly American work ethic. But today, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and diminished our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make a variety of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more. All made right here in the USA, from growing the cotton to adding the final touches. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs for seamsters, cutters, and factory workers in towns and cities across the United States. And it's about more than an income. Jobs bring pride, purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. Attention BetMGM customers. Have a friend who loves sports as much as you do? Here's a chance for both of you to earn a $50 bonus when they sign up through BetMGM's Refer-A-Friend program. Just sign into your BetMGM account and click on the Refer-A-Friend program to send your friend a message inviting them to register a new account in the same state you use BetMGM in. Once your friend signs up and makes a deposit, they'll receive a $50 bonus. And once your friend places a bet with their bonus and the wager is settled, you'll receive a $50 bonus as well. Share the excitement and get a $50 bonus every time you refer a friend to BetMGM. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Ohio only. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in 30 days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Winning comes in all shapes and sizes. Every day there's an opportunity for a win, just like scratchers from the Virginia Lottery. Every day grab-and-go, every day giftable, every day fun. It's where anticipation meets instant gratification, and they're satisfying to scratch no matter the outcome. Like the new Virginia Lottery Scratcher Colossal Cash. It's loaded with $100 to $500 prizes. Now, that's an everyday win. Drive to the nearest Virginia Lottery retail location and pick up a scratcher today. Odds of winning any prize, 1 in 3.21. 
At Lowe's, we're your go-to for great gardening values every day. That's why we've lowered our price on select bagged mulch, now starting at just $2.88 a bag. Mulch helps prevent weeds and retains moisture, and when you put it down around trees, shrubs, and flower beds, you'll see how beautiful it makes your outdoor space, just in time to welcome back family and friends. Shop online and pick up in-store. Lowe's, home to the best part of summer. Selection and product availability vary by location. While supplies last, U.S. only. Excludes Alaska and Hawaii. Hi folks, welcome to another episode of Film Study. This is Ken McCusick. Today we've got an interesting show for you. We're going to talk about the defensive roster and how that is likely to shake out after the draft. Joining me from Brazil, of all places, is Cristiano Andadre. Cristiano, thanks for joining us again. Thank you, Ken. All good here and excited with this season to come. Yeah, g- glad to hear that. So, uh, you know, just coming off the, the football new year with the draft, we have uh, a whole lot of questions come up. And, of course, the, the thing every team is saying right now is we have too many players for the 53-man roster. And I think uh, the Ravens are in a similar position in terms of if everybody stays healthy, which never happens, uh, that there'll be some tough cuts. Yeah, that's definitely the case. So I, I don't remember the last five years we having so many, qu- let's say, roster quality players to make the 53. Of course, we might have one, two, three injuries, unfortunate injuries, but still we're going to have to make some tough decisions, trade, cut, something like this. So, I, I think it pretty much happens every year at this point, mm-hmm. and then you get into camp, there's a couple injuries, things shake out. Unfortunately, a lot of decisions get made by injury in the NFL, and the, the NFL is back to the difficult rules on injury this year. None of the three-week IR that was created a very fluid, very interesting roster. I wish they would stay with that, but they're not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but and you always have so those Fenton IRs, right? So just to keep a good player and control of the next the years to come. So anyway, uh, let's see how it shakes out. I want to talk about how Cristiano laid this out because a lot of people come to me and they want to do this show, but the reason Cristiano was, was easily the choice here this year is he's really laid it out in a spreadsheet and you really need to, to look at all of the key factors involved the position, of course, is important. You want to look at people generally by position group. Um, he's got a projected salary hit. A lot of players have guaranteed money in their contract. The Ravens will walk away from some of that if they cut them. That's very significant in terms of that. Um, years under control remaining, probably the most important factor. And yet I hear it talked about so little. Uh, you know, Players have a four-year declining option coming into the league, and, and Cristiano's done a good job of, of making sure that's part of the decision. And uh, we just had a little, a little uh, uh, production meeting he was talking about one particular player in that light. But rather than to talk about all of it right away, I just want to jump in and say that the defense and the offense traditionally for the Ravens have been 25 players each. It's actually been relatively rare. They've gone with a 26-24, even though I've often thought there's 26 defenders, or even 27 defenders who should make the team. It just does not usually end up that way. Yeah, uh, the way I split this is actually now 24-25. And one last spot that could go either way. So depending on, on what we have in terms of, it's a more aggressive decision, right? What player you want to keep. Uh, but it's pretty much split. Okay. 
All right. Definitely uh, something we want to start going into. So let's jump right in and we'll do the defensive side of the ball on this show. I think it'll take a, a considerable amount of time anyway, because there's a lot of facets to discuss to this. So we'll start at the defensive back position, cornerback uh, specifically, where the Ravens have a, a a lot of talent. They're certainly built back to front. They spend a lot of their money on the back end, but they also have a number of players who are not going to be around for that long. And I made this point in other shows, but specifically, Marcus Peters has one more year left on his contract after this year, and, and he'd be a very attractive cut after this year. Tavon Young, same thing. Uh, Jimmy Smith is in the last year of his contract, and Anthony Averett now is in year four of his rookie deal. So what are your thoughts on the defensive backs? So I think we have five spots for six in terms of cornerbacks. So Humphrey, Peters, Young, Wade, and Smith, they are all locks. So Smith is locked because 100% fully guaranteed one-year extension that we gave him. And one rookie and three starting players. Considering Young is going to be healthy, right? So we really, really cheering for him. So then we get us to the last roster sport for cornerback. We have Avert and we have Ivan Marshall that we actually don't know how good he can be, right? Mm -hmm. Never played. Uh, the thing on Avert is that he can be attractive to other teams. We can get like a six round pick or seventh, uh, while Marshall is pretty, pretty hard to get some something in return for him. So unless we have a decision made by injuries, I would say uh, it's going to be a decision between Averett and, and Marshall. I would try to trade Averett. I like him, but I think uh, at this point we could have something in return because it has last year of his contract and it's better than nothing. And we wouldn't hurt, we wouldn't, we wouldn't hurt our roster by losing him. So. Okay, I, they, the reason I, I like Averett, he's improved, I think, each of his three years that he's been playing and got, and got improved playing time, you know, played when needed, played some slot as, as required. But the thing I like about him is that he's a guy who will still be good in a couple years. And the Ravens, I thought this offseason, since he's cheap or potentially cheap, should have looked to extend him. And maybe gotten a three-year deal for six million, that sort of thing done. Something that would be a you know a mid-range roster deal, very Ravens, very early decision kind of thing uh, that would have made sense. They have not done that with any of their big three cheap players, who are Elliott, Bozeman, and Averett. And any of those three guys could have been signed to a mid-value uh, pick a year early, get their financial security. The fact that Averett does hasn't done it now. It does put him a little bit on the roster bubble. I honestly think he's a lock, but uh, but uh, we'll see how that works out. I think Iman Marshall, very unlikely to make the team, given he's had two years down with nothing really to show for it. Yeah, I tend to agree with you. So, but I don't... I honestly, I think next year is going to be a year that we're going to invest a lot of draft capital on cornerbacks. So looking forward and get some healthy, uh, some younger guys from high rounds. Uh, I'm not sure we go into the direction we're favored uh, with the investment that we have. We want to have lockdown cornerbacks. So we have Humphrey for long. We have probably, we have Peters for a couple more years and we're probably going to have to go younger into, into replacing Peters. Not going to be ever, ever it. 
at least I don't think so. Uh, and then a lot probably we are putting our tips on on weight, right? So we right. hope he's the right guy. Um, and then we have others to uh, to be, you go. Okay, well, one you've, you, we haven't mentioned yet is Brandon Stevens, who the Ravens have already talked about being at safety, and I'm sure yep. we'll talk about him there, but is a guy who has played all over the field. In fact, I, this was interesting in watching SMU play this last year. They moved him around from three different positions on a down-by-down basis, situationally. So it's a very strange defense. I actually don't <laughs> think Stevens benefited from being moved around like that, but but he's got that versatility. He's, he's the most demonstrably versatile defensive back I've ever seen the Ravens draft. Lardarius Webb played all those positions over the course of his career. Jim yeah. Smith, similar, but didn't play over in the slot. But this guy, he, Brandon Stevens has played them all in a game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, don't you think he could be a version of, uh, very recently we have with Brandon Carr, like mm-hmm. coming in on dime situations and playing safety, and sometimes you need him uh, and as cornerback, uh, and sometimes even as slot cornerback. So I, I could envision him with this sort of position, and not as the free safety, uh, as Eric DeCosta has pointed out. Maybe we are all wrong, and he turns out to be a, a hell of a free safety. But we hope so. So, uh, and that's another luck, right? Yeah, he's certainly a roster lock. I think that, that there's there's they may be thinking in two different ways. They may be thinking, boy, this guy has the ball skills. We think he might be our free safety of the future. They are also no doubt thinking we can bring the dime back if we have him available because it gives us a third safety we trust to be on the field defensively. So I, I'm hoping that's the case between him and Geno Stone. They better have that third safety available to play dime again because that was a real weakness of the team last year. Uh, so so I, I I do like that. But the other thing that really got me is that Stevens seemed like an enormous reach in round three. He's hardly on anybody else, anybody's draft reports, guides, scouting reports. Very hard to find any information on the guy. And yet the Ravens reached all the way into round three to get him. They obviously love something about him, whether it's that free safety look or whether it's the versatility he brings their defense. And they were willing to reach for that in round three because to me, there's no doubt about it. He would have been available in, at the end of round four and maybe in round five as well. I, I totally agree. For me, it's like we overinvested on a player that we could get later in the draft, right? So, uh, but still, I think that he's going to be a hell of a toy for Wink Martindale. So it's like he, we know that Wink loves to to have this flexibility. Um, and that's a bad news for Gene Stone, right? Because it, it's another roster competition that, uh, that I put in my spreadsheet. It's like, it's Gene Stone against uh, uh, Stephens. So... So let's talk about safety. So, the, so the, the, obviously, Elliot and Clark are larks, locks, and the, and the Ravens were remarkable to get through a season with neither of them being injured. Yeah. So, and then I think we have two roster competitions. So Stephens and Geniston, probably Geniston is less safe in the situation. Uh, and the, the other one is between uh, Levine and Richards. So 
those two guys that play mainly or almost 100% on special teams, they should go almost into the special teams, not into defense. But uh, we will, I don't see us carrying two players that cannot contribute on defense. So you got to either be one or another. Uh, and that's hard because they are two hell of a special teamers. Right. I agree. Long time Ravens, too. But uh, I, th I think the model special teams player for the Ravens, the guy you sign on continual two-year contracts, uh, McClellan, Stills, Levine, uh, Fort, all those guys fit in. They make they're, they're great special teams players, but they also make a contribution on defense. And, and they, every one of those guys was valuable on defense at some point, And that was a major component of what they really brought to the table. If, if they really don't trust Levine to play defense, if they really don't trust Richards to play defense, it doesn't really matter how good they are on special teams. I think they're both cuts. Uh, and and we'll, see, we'll see if that happens. But I'd rather just keep Stone and Stevens. Yeah, the, the only thing I have... That doesn't look doesn't exactly fit what you say. Is that we are giving 200k guaranteed for for Levin. Yeah. So that's one of the things, right? So why I think we're gonna keep him. Okay, so Levine's non-guaranteed money. What's the difference? This uh, this would be my question between paying what will they pay Geno Stone, and what they pay the dead money on Levine. Geno Stone plus the dead money on Levine versus Levine's salary is really the question. I think they may still save a little bit of money if they cut Levine and keep Geno Stone. And I don't have it right in front of me here. Or maybe I do. Yeah, that's a... Actually, Geno Stone could cost less. So, even if you carry the 200K. So, yeah. I, I just don't think we really trust Stone on both sides, on defense and and also on special teams. We, we need someone that to, to be the captain of the fashion team side we have Levine. And Richards could do that. Chris Board could do that. So yeah. we have some guys there uh, just need to be very, very comfortable uh, to keep those other guys and, and not rely on Levine. But I, I still think Levine is, yeah, that would be my bet to carry me. Okay. I, I think it, it's quite possible Levine's an insurance policy at this point that they said, okay, it's 225000 guaranteed, but if we pick the guys we want in the draft, there may not be a spot for him. And he may even be seeing the handwriting on the wall himself yeah, that they have a, a safety and a corner. There isn't room for me anymore here. And uh, he may need to be thinking about where his next, uh, next spot is. And obviously Stone is in that same position. Yeah. Well, I think we got a good situation here for defensive backs. Unless we got devastated by, by injuries, I think we have a lot of options. And maybe yeah. we can get some something compensation if we trade one player, for example, Evert or Marshall. Okay. Uh, and, and you're thinking is they could get something for Averett, maybe a seven... It's usually a fourth-year player who's, who would otherwise be released is going to get you only a conditional seventh. Yeah. That's, that's, the, that's the same thing. The, the other thing they can do, and they have done occasionally, is they'll find another team where the Ravens have an, a perceived need, and they might make a one-for-one -one trade of players who are not. But that really, your needs yeah. have to line up exactly with the other team for that to work. Yeah. I remember we had a situation with Kennedy a couple years ago, and we didn't yeah. get anything in return. The Jets... Yeah just claiming to him from the wire. So uh, it might be the case. So yeah. 
And that's exactly where Averett will end up, by the way. He'll, he'll go to the Jets as soon as he's released <laughs> by the Ravens. I, I, I'd bet a significant chunk of change on it, by the way. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what would you like to talk about next? Uh, can we talk about, um, uh, so, I think... The first line, yeah, the first line is, is cool because we have six guys there, right? So we have five of them are locks. So mm -hmm. Campbell, Wolf, uh, Brandon Williams, uh, Madwicki. And yeah, so those guys are definitely are you, locks. Are you, have a, you have Ellis as a lock on the uh, spreadsheet. Yeah. And that's true. I, I'm not 100% sure that's true. Yeah, so I, I, I'm not a big fan of him. But if you look at his guaranteed money, it says something. Because Alice has 400k guaranteed money. It's almost half of his salary. So 40% of his salary is guaranteed. So, and we don't have another nose tackle. It would be Xavier Kelly would be the guy, or perhaps Crawford. So they'd have to yeah. decide if Xavier Kelly has four years of time on his contract. And your yep. spreadsheet pulls all this together. Ellis, they only they only own his future for this one year, yes. and then and then he's gone. So if Xavier Kelly, if they love him the way they loved Michael Pierce in camp a few years back, they could easily keep him. If they like like him the way they liked Ricard, same deal. Um, I I don't think it's that unlikely that somebody like that beats out Ellis for a spot. They certainly signed Ellis before the draft, so he kind of provided him some insurance actually provides them a little bit of uh, shell game value in that it it hide, hid what they were going to try and do in the draft. And plus, they, I think they knew that it was a very weak draft coming up in terms of defensive linemen. So while I think yeah. you're likely right uh, that he'll, he'll stay, not sure. You have a good point. Maybe if Xavier Kelly is good, performed really well in the camp, maybe it's a good candidate. The other guy as defensive line that I, I don't know, is Broderick Washington. So, off-field off issues, uh, I was expecting him to be cut after that episode of breaking cars. I don't know exactly what he did, but anyway, and he's still around. I don't know if we're expecting to get something in return. We didn't get anything from Dale Mac, right? Uh, mm -hmm. But of course, at least Broderick Washington played last year. Not that bad. Not particularly well. Not that good. <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, at, at least for a rookie, um, it's not a bad sign, right? Uh, you, if you understand, you can develop the, the guy. It's for a second year, third year. Um, not bad. Uh, but I, I don't think the team is high on him at this point. Maybe Xavier Kelly is a good bet. If it's not working, yeah, you know, you keep Justin Ellis and go with five. Right. So Washington has limited um, utility on the field in terms of, of what he can do defensively. He's just really a backup for Matabike in a lot of ways. And guys who can only play three tech have a lot less value to the Ravens. I don't see Broderick Washington as really a legitimate nose tackle who can back up um, Brandon Williams there or who can step into that role in time. I don't see some huge developmental upside in Broderick Washington. So I, I'm at a point where even though this is level, you know, year two, I probably was higher on Daylon Mack. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G. Because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. 
The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Rootmetrics second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement. Winning comes in all shapes and sizes. Every day there's an opportunity for a win, just like scratchers from the Virginia Lottery. Every day grab-and-go, every day giftable, every day fun. It's where anticipation meets instant gratification, and they're satisfying to scratch no matter the outcome. Like the new Virginia Lottery Scratcher Colossal Cash. It's loaded with $100 to $500 prizes. Now, that's an everyday win. Drive to the nearest Virginia Lottery retail location and pick up a scratcher today. Odds of winning any prize, 1 in 3.21. Making the team in year two than I am on Broderick Washington making it in year two. I think this is going to be cut because if we could get a seventh conditional, great. But Mm -hmm. very unlikely, I think. Unless you pointed out the... This draft was pretty poor on, on defense line. Defensive maybe, line, yeah. maybe there are other teams there looking for add another player. Uh, maybe you can find something there. Yeah, I hope they they do because I think they're they're practice squad players. Whether Kelly or Crawford, whoever ends up on the practice squad, um, they're at risk because the Ravens practice squad is one of the first always looked to for for defensive linemen in particular over the years. Uh, Crawford played pretty well in limited in a limited effort against the Steelers. By the way, that for several defensive players that COVID game at Pittsburgh that they lost started the clock running. So we lost yeah. a year off of off of several you know potential young players and Crawford I thought actually played pretty well in that game um, that was a shame in in his case in particular do you think he could make the roster not not impossible because I think they're more likely to want to keep six defensive linemen than than five um, Offensive line is is really a nine to make eight position, meaning you need nine on the roster to have eight available on game day. And defensive line is really a five, uh, sorry, a six to make either five or four. If you need five, you're taking too much of a risk to not have a sixth on the roster. And a lot of teams, you really want to have five defensive linemen if they run the football a lot. Um, it just it, it, you really don't want to be caught in a situation where you have only four defensive linemen. The Ravens had that happen a couple times this last year. It didn't work out. So uh, I, I hope it doesn't happen. Those were some of the games, by the way, Ellis took on an absurd workload in the absence of Brandon Williams. And, and it really showed up. I mean, it wasn't just that Brandon Williams is very good. It was that Ellis was asked to do way more than his normal rotational role. Yeah. One thing on, on this, on taking six instead of five, mm-hmm. is we have three guys that are older, 32, yes. 31. So, uh, Brandon Willis every year, he, he loses like two or three games, right? So, with different situations. So, yeah, maybe it's a good idea to, to have the sixth one. But two years ago, we had only four, right? Or four and a half if you count Ricard. So, so uh, I don't know I, uh, where you go. Wait a minute here. I, I have to look back at that to make sure I agree with that. But I'm, I'm not looking at the at the two years ago roster right now. Uh, they did. They did. They were down to f- certainly five with Ricard in 2017. I want to say the with the gate. Yeah, that was the year they played Chicago and they lost the overtime game when they asked Ricard to play some huge number of defensive snaps. Yeah. But uh, yeah, but uh, two years ago, 2019, we had four plus Ricard. So Ricardo was not full-time uh, fullback yet. So and he played a lot during that year. 
So we had Pierce, Williams. Anyway, uh, six looks like good crunch. It's one of the alternatives that I have to the final spot. Okay. Uh, well, let's continue on here and look at um, the edge uh, position now. Now, the Ravens obviously yeah. made a, a couple draft picks here, obviously had a tumultuous offseason, losing some key players. Uh, they seem to be almost there. A lot of people think they, have, they maybe need one more signing. Yeah, so the thing is we have five guys, right? So going with six, like we had in the, late, in the end of last year, I think that's too much. So it's like that's why we didn't use Ward or Ferguson a lot last year. So if we have those five guys in the rotation, um, I think we are good. But we might add another free agent. And if we add another free agent, I think we're going to have like a phantom IR uh, with Hayes. So right. um, I don't see us taking six again um, because McPhee is lock, Ferguson is lock, or maybe Ferguson is not a lock. Do you think Ferguson's a lock? I think he's a lock. Yeah, I, I don't think there's any way they, they let Ferguson go. He's, he, one of the things he gives you is he gives you run defense um, that I think is not automatic to get out of other players. And I know we've seen good things from away in terms of the tape, in terms of his pursuit and whatnot. But Ferguson is very stout at the point of attack. And I think the Ravens want that on early downs. And they'd probably like to use McPhee more uh, on passing downs. Exactly. So, and then you have Ferguson. You have, of course, Borzo that... Mm -hmm. Bowser is the main lock of this team. So, and then you have two rookies that you want to carry. So, if you sign Houston, for example, I think um, High says Fanta IR or something like this. I don't see us taking the six, the six uh, edge players. Right. It was an odd situation last year because they had six to make five the whole year, uh, and all six really effectively remained healthy. And they were having five active per week, and that meant they were sitting down either Ward or Ferguson yep. each week. And and that it wasn't Ward was not happy about it. It was it was the one position of abundance for the Ravens uh, defensively throughout 2020. Uh, but anyway, an interesting an interesting situation there. And and uh, I think you know the money is not there right now to get. Justin Houston. So they're going to have to find it and rearrange some contracts and whatnot. They may just not want to do it. They may just want to say, hey, let's ride it with what we got here. And we'll see how it works out. And if it doesn't work out, we'll trade for one in season. That's exactly how I think. It's We go with them. If we need, we figure out with some teams that are out of the run. So just like the Vikings last year, right? So we go there and we trade, get some compensation for them and get a player with a reduced cap because it's just half of the season. So I think that's more in this direction than signing Houston right now. Um, I, I know fans wanted that, but I think we are in good shape, it's particularly for we really shows up uh, right. at some point. So, and then we're going to be pretty good. My fee is going to be very, very important again, like has been uh, two years ago before getting injured. He was very, very important. So, mm -hmm. uh, in a very... Last year, he was very important. Yeah, last year, he was very important. But I think two years ago was sort of a situation similar to this year, right? We just had lost Cizo and we just had lost Zadarius and we were... 
with young players and Judon. So now we have Bowser and young players and McPhee. So that's, um, I think that's how I see. Probably we're gonna count McPhee a lot. Maybe 30 year for ads are really good. Usually, right? Maybe Ferguson steps up and really starts to show uh, numbers there. And, and we have two rookies that can produce and take some time to, to really grow. So I think I, we I are see good. Hayes is a likely inactive on most game days at this point. We'll, we'll see if he can find his way onto the roster on game day. You know, the 53 is tight. The, the 46, the 45, 46, I guess, even tighter. Yeah, that's true. Uh, let's see. Sometimes we're gonna need the five offensive lines, right? Uh, of, of outside linebackers, right? So sometimes we need, and then we're gonna carry all five. Then some other games we're gonna be heavier on defensive line. So uh, that's a choice. A choice depending on the opponent, right? So yeah. And then uh, go ahead. And then we have inside linebacker that I think it's almost no brain, right? We have four guys, so uh, I don't. I think Alaka has lost his way because two injury, two years in a row injured. So, and then we have board with a big bunch of money guaranteed. We have uh, Ford resign it. We wouldn't resign him if not to keep him in the roster, and then two sophomore years with. Uh, Queen and Harrison. So keep those four guys, and there's nothing more. The rest we try to keep in practice. Scott, Chris, Christian Welch is a second-year player, and they have they gave him a fair amount of playing time, mostly on special teams last year. He did get into the Cincinnati game, I think, and played a fair amount defensively. Uh, I I don't think they're going to have room for him at least to start the season. I also don't think there's a huge risk of him being taken by another team off the practice squad. I could be wrong, but. Um, there wasn't anything about his inside linebacker play that was so great, and special teams players don't tend to get poached easily off, off opponent rosters. Yeah, same with Falaka, right? Nobody has seen him. <laughs> right. So, yeah, it's a, yeah no, I mean, if they have seen some of Welch. Uh, you know, he's played a lot of special team snaps last year uh, during the second half of the season in particular, and they sell a little bit of him on defense. Falaka, I guess, has played... Very little. He's he's hardly played at all, right? I don't even know how many times he was active for the Ravens when he was. Yeah. So that makes our defense. All right. Do we do we uh, we're all the way through here? Okay. So now let's go back through one more time here. So you have eleven total spots being allocated at cornerback and safety, and just to go through that, you've got five five corners or six corners. Six corners. And five safeties. Yes, considering Stephen's a safety. That's that's fine. And uh, um, so six and five. That is a major commitment. The Ravens have gone with as many as seven corners historically. Um, but but uh, that would be a major commitment on this team. Now, you have only five defensive linemen where I think they might take a sixth uh, and go with maybe only four safeties would be my, the likely offshoot of that. Yeah, cutting Levine okay. and keeping another defense line. <laughs> Maybe. 
that's what it would mean. It would be, be cutting both Levine and Richards. Yeah. Um, it's kind of kind of ruthless at this point, but uh, you know, Levine's been around a long time. He understands how the NFL works in terms of these roster spots. And I think, you know, you've got a couple players year one and year two that you have you own their future for a little bit of time, and it's worth investing in a player who's not as good or you know might not produce on the field the way Levine or Richards could this year on special teams to see what they can be as a safety. That's a good a good take. I, I can buy it. All right, All right. I, outstanding, uh, Cristiano. This is this is great stuff here. I, I'm sorry, we don't think we get to the end here. Four four inside linebackers. So you have four five edge. That's nine. You have five defensive line for defensive line for fourteen and eleven cornerbacks and safeties, which is the place where I think you may have one more than the Ravens will actually keep. I think they may actually keep 10. It could be six and four would be a reasonable uh, double. The funny thing about it is no matter how deep the Ravens are at corner in particular, they always seem to get pretty thin every year. Yeah, you never can have enough cornerbacks, right? So that's another reason, maybe. But this year is a good thing because Stephens is a safety, but also can be uh, a corner, right? So could work in the sense to have like a seventh cornerback on him. So. Okay, so he's the seventh corner, but he's also the fourth safety or the fifth safety, depending on how you want to do it. Exactly. Okay, and that gives you 11 or 10. Okay, and that certainly gets you to 25 here if you do it that way um, with, uh, with four, four, five, five, and 11 for the, uh, for the three. And it may end up that way. Uh, certainly 25 and 25 is the way the Ravens have typically gone. I kind of think that's an internal thing that they, they just want both the offensive and defensive coordinator feel like they have the same number of toys. <laughs> Uh, but but anyway, the, the, if any team could under, could could make you understand that hey, you need to take one less player because our major our special teams con- contributions are coming from the defensive side, that would be the Ravens. Yeah, and sometimes it's like okay, we have three special teamers, but uh, in other years we had actually five special teamers. So we have Levine, that's pretty much a special teamer, and we had Chris Moore. That was a gunner, pretty much that. Right. So, uh, actually, last year we have two because we have Boucher, what would basically a return, return yeah. yeah. So, uh, and Hill, who didn't play much on offense. Yeah. So, sometimes it's more special teamers than we account with. Yeah, I, I, you know, one thing that has come up on the show a couple of times, I don't want to repeat the entire argument, is that I think kick returns have actually, kick coverage has actually become less important in the NFL than it used to be. So you have the option always to give the other team the 25-yard line. So if the Ravens can build a lead in games, as they typically have by having a better offense than the other team, then they can just put the other team on the 25-yard line and not take that variance of, uh, you know, trying to pooch it, but giving the other team a chance to return the football. So uh, there is there is opportunity involved to set the other team a few yards back. I'm just not sure how valuable that opportunity is relative to having one additional offensive or defensive player. Can I make a question to, uh, regarding this? How much Shankok aging factored this? Uh, I'm sorry, how much should what? Uh, Shankok aging. So he's turning, I don't know how much, it's 37, 38 years old. Uh, our our punter Sam Cook. Okay, Sam, Sam Cook. Cook. Got sorry, it. <laughs> sorry for for that. Um, Sam Cook, aging. How much does it factor your analysis? Because, of course, he might not be 
uh, with the same punch that he used to have. Mm -hmm. What's what's impressed me about Cook for all these years is he's revolutionized punting in terms of the directional kicks and the different types of kicks he's made. So he has very good control of the football in terms of spin, terrific balance between line drive kicks. He can take advantage of what's going on there. They can make the call at the line of scrimmage after they see how the how the return man has set up. Uh, he's just very effective at that. And and there's been some much greater legs in the game if you go back to Ray Guy and how he dominated punting or Sammy Ball in the 50s or other other people like that but there's there hasn't been anyone who's revolutionized the game kick after kick the way that Cook has in his long long career with the Ravens so uh, I think you, you give him another year I think basically you let it fail uh, before you make the change yep so just taking your argument to say hey we have a really good punter that's mm -hmm. still performing so why not take chances on punting? Okay, and, so, and so have to do that, that, you want more special teams. Players, exactly. You're saying. Okay. Yeah, then, then you, would, you would make the argument that the, uh, that's more important. How many kicks, how many punts were even returned against the Ravens this last season? Because a lot of that is not a function of the Gunners. It's not a function necessarily. It's, mo it's a lot of it is a function of just Cook alone putting the ball in a place where the, the, the return man can't get to it, set up, and burst into a return in time. You know, that number has come down and down and down, and it just I don't see the value of kick coverage. I don't think you, you want to invest as much in that as we have before. I, I tend to agree with you. It's just provoking the discussion here. <laughs> really, really appreciate that. Cristiano, terrific show here. I mean, this is the kind of thing. We're going to do the other one on the offense, and I'm really looking forward to that. But, but I appreciate you coming on. I really appreciate your methodology. want people to go out and take a look on the gallery section at this particular spreadsheet. It'll be out there. You can, you can say, yeah, I see why you arrived at that kind of thing, or I, I have other thoughts about it. But it's, it's certainly to have all the information, there's exactly how you ought to approach the problem. Thank you. Really like the show. <laughs> well, th thanks for being on. Tell, tell people where they can find you on Twitter. So my Twitter handle is uh, GoRavensAndrade. A-N Andrade is Andrade. If you go Ravens Andrade, we talk, uh, I talk a lot about Ravens in English and bullshit in Portuguese. So no worries. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so go Ravens, A-N-D-R-A-D-E. Exactly. Okay, very good. Definitely worth a follow here. Has a lot of interesting things to say about the game. And uh, interesting that we've got a, a great Brazilian fan out there. We've got, I know we've got a great German fan or two, and we've got some Dutch fans. And uh, it's just really cool to have uh, international presence. Appreciate having you on the show. Other folks out there, if you're looking to do a film study short, get in contact with me. We're in the perfect season for it right now. Lots of time to do it as uh, there's minimal football news prior to camp. We'll have some OTAs and rookie camps and little things like that, but the schedule will come out. But uh, primarily, we want to do shorts, and we want to get your ideas out there. And kind of think of it as you, you, you get to call into a talk show and have a 15- or 20-minute segment. Uh, just talk about what your ideas are, your analysis, whatever you may have. Uh, Cristiano, thanks for joining us again. Thank you very much. Let's talk about offense and another opportunity. We'll do that, and we'll talk to you next time on Film Study. Yes. 
Introducing the Lowe's List for Innovation. While our aisles are filled with innovative products, we've selected our favorites just for you. Like the exclusive Whirlpool washer with industry-first two-in-one removable agitator. We love this washer because you can customize any load. And with other smart features to streamline your laundry routine, this product is a must-have for families. Shop the full Lowe's list of top picks at Lowe's.com. Lowe's, home to any budget, home to any possibility. U.S. only. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.